Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss your favorite Marvel sports. We bring you in-depth analysis of each event across many different Marvel sports competitions. Catch all the information and drama you want to hear about your favorite players, teams, events, and more right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan, and today we are talking Marble Olympics. We have a couple guests going to be coming on in a moment or two. We have the Red Pandas creator, Big Dave, and a very avid Marble Olympics fan, Nova Wolf, who's a big Team Galactic fan, and he will be on with us as well. He's um, very active in the Discord on the Marble base, and he asked to be able to join this um, episode so you will come on as well. We will um, of course ask Red Pandas about his team a little bit. I know he's probably a little disappointed in the the loss he suffered from the fan made team contest but you know he's looking like he's pretty positive about next year. And then we're going to talk Marble Olympics Fantasy and we're going to talk some Sand Marble Rally and I encourage you if you have not already made your picks Marble Olympics fantasy to go do so. But anyway, without further ado, let's bring our guests on and begin our discussion. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's uh, it's Brendan here. Sorry to delay uh, the discussion today, but I do want to mention a couple things quickly before we get into this discussion. First of all, um, the discussion audio this time is going to sound a little imbalanced, it's going to sound a little... Um, a little choppy uh, today. That's just because uh, our two guests today, uh, the Red Pandas and uh, Nova Wolf, uh, had a little bit of difficulties um, as far as uh, not with Anchor Podcast app, but like they weren't they weren't able to download the app. They uh, they were using their computers and they weren't um, able to use the app. Not because it didn't work, just because they weren't able to use it. Um, so. We ended up recording on Discord, and so the audio is like decent. Like you can definitely understand what we're saying, but um, it's going to sound a little bit imbalanced. Uh, so just keep in mind that um, if that's the case, but only for this episode, because um, normally we're going to re- be recording on Anchor Podcast, which is a very clear audio um, and like very balanced audio. And uh, on top of that, I'm also going to be getting a new mic within the next week, either before episode four or especially before, definitely before episode five. So um, it's going to only get better from here, I guess you could say. Um, But just keep in mind, also, uh, just like to thank Nova Wolf for being able to record all our audio through Discord on his computer. So that was was very helpful for this uh, discussion to work, Um, though just be aware of the audio imbalance. on top of this, uh, there was only one point in the podcast, I'd say, where there was actually a little bit of cutout in, uh, when I was speaking, and that was probably, at the, it was like at the end of the podcast, uh, the end of the discussion, where we were talking about Sand Marble Rally, and there was a, a difficulty, uh, apparently a difficulty with one of the marbles, and the, the ghost marble uh, that followed behind uh, one of the marbles like caused a, a DNF uh, 
when the ghost marble is supposed to prevent DNFs, but um, you'll hear about that later, but what I'm, all I'm saying is uh, when I was talking about my opinions on that, it cut out a bunch, so the general gist of my point there was that um, the ghost marble had been a, such a part of the sand marble rally races for such a long time that if it, and it done a great job preventing DNFs, and it's kind of just a part of the situation. It makes the race more professional, makes the race run smoother, so that if you, a few times, or even only a one time at this point, that it actually causes an issue instead of prevents one, um, should not be something that calls for any sort of restart, and it should be something, as uh, many marbles, many racers do, uh, should be something that you prepare and practice for in advance. So that was the gist of what I was saying there. You'll obviously hear that later. Um, besides that, though, yeah, I just wanted to warn you guys of the audio, and uh, it will be better next week. And um, also, I'm releasing an episode four. We're coming episode four very quickly, almost within the week here, because we want to get one more out here before we get into the Marble Olympics, because that's a very, um, very big topic there. So one more episode, we're going to have a guest on for this as well, maybe even two, and we're going to be discussing... Uh, probably some more fan-made team picks, I think some more other Marvel Sports-related content, and, um, and then episode five, you're going to get to hear all about the first event, and I might do that one uh, without a guest, so just uh, be aware of these things, and always contact me at mswpodcast at gmail.com should you have any questions, ideas, thoughts, concerns, or if you just want to maybe guest, or just have a thought that you want me to read on the podcast, but... Um, Anyway, sorry for delaying this discussion so far, but without further ado, here we go to the discussion. All right, guys, so I'm here with the creator of the Red Pandas, Big Dave, um, and Nova Wolf, a very avid Marvel Olympics fan, here to talk to you about uh, fantasy picks today. We, we get going with this discussion. I would like to, um, you know, mention the, uh, the Red Pandas here and Big Dave, and... Uh, hear from him uh, how he came up with his team, like I did with the Turtle Sliders in the previous episode. As we know, the Red Pandas were a very popular team. They only um, they only missed out on the top two spots by 30 votes. So they could have they could have gotten the spot um, in different uh, situations. So let's hear from them. Uh, let's hear. How did you come up with your team name? What was your process? Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, Marble Guy. Um... So, the Red Pandas. Uh, I live in New York, relatively close to like the Bronx Zoo. And um, one day I was over there, and I was I just became uh, entranced with the Red Pandas, and it's been one of my favorite animals ever since. And when I heard this opportunity uh, from the Olympics, I thought, um, hey, what better team name than the Red Pandas? And a lot of the community seems to really like it, and I think that. Like you said, yeah, oh, 30 votes was the difference. That, that was a very small margin, so yeah, it was a little hard to overcome that emotionally, but we're good. Uh, and the Red Pandas are actually committed to participating in the World Marble Tournament this year. Oh, yeah, with MFA, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Nova speaking here, and I think it's important to mention that throughout the voting process, because it was preferential voting, there were points in the preferential voting system where your team was actually in second place and would have made it in. It just so happened that when it came down to three teams left, you were behind the turtle sliders, so it really could have gone either way. It just came down to, you know, how many teams were being voted for and how many people voted, so... It was even yeah, closer yeah, than yeah. seem. There was um there was a scenario that uh Geesum, the moderator on the on the subreddit, uh, actually uh, let me know about is if if you removed the hornets from the voting, the way the system uh, was working, uh, the red pandas would have actually finished ahead of the turtle sliders. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah, with the preferential voting. And actually, while we're on the preferential voting, um. Just be honest, the preferential voting was a little confusing to me, so uh, if someone could maybe explain the preferential voting a little more detail, at least for me and the other listeners who are not I can really sure what this is about. I can try. So, course, yeah. um, preferential voting, every, per every person who votes, they're given all of their options, but instead of just choosing one or two teams to vote for, they're instructed to vote to rank all of the options from one to however many teams there are or how many options you have. So in this case, there were eight teams available, so we'd rank them from one to eight. And then, um, so everyone ranks their teams, and then those votes are sent into the system, and the results play as. So um, the Woodland Foxes, they received the least first-place votes with, like, I don't remember, it was like 100 first-place votes, maybe, something around that. So they were eliminated, and then all of the... The people who um, voted for Woodland Fox at their first place votes, their second through eighth place votes were then distributed among the seven remaining teams. And then oh, out of okay. the seven teams that were left, the same thing happened. Whichever team had the least amount of first place votes at that point, they were eliminated. The votes that that team had got distributed um, to the other remaining teams. And that process of redistribution keeps going and going until you're left with only one or two options so um it is kind of hard to explain using only words but that's the best yeah, I, I, do, I do understand that a little bit um i guess if uh if i do uh if i'm the rephrase here just in case it's a little difficult it's kind of like you take you take the ranking you have your top uh, eight teams and you take the the lap the team with the least amount of first place votes yeah. Uh, those they get eliminated, and then you take uh, first place for that losing team. Their second, eighth place votes are kind of filtered into the first place votes for the other team. So it kind of just adds to yeah. theirs, yep. and you continue until you have. Yeah. And um, so, like, if I voted for the Hornets, or no, if I voted for the Woodland Foxes, and say uh, the Bitter Blues was my second choice, and then the Hornets was my third choice, right? My vote would have ended up going to the Hornets, even though they weren't even in my top two. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because of the um, the situation, that's what ended up in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, when I think about this voting uh, process, um, it's not my favorite. I I just don't. I think that. I mean, it seems very complex, but I don't know if it really does reflect the true preference of the fans. So it does it, run the voting through many different checks, I guess. It is a good system, and it's kind of hard to explain why, but basically it accounts for, say, like, say half, or not, I guess half, but like a third of people vote for something that they want, but everyone else hates that. Well, 
and then all the other people who hate that, they all vote for different things. Um, under just normal voting circumstances, that thing that a third of the people like and two-thirds of the people would hate, that would end up winning. But now you have over half of the people, and they don't like what got chosen. So it's basically a way of making sure that everyone is more or less somewhat content with the results. Right, it's almost like um, you're giving wet, um, giving a lot more stock, a lot more uh, uh, consideration of each voter's, you know, second, third, fourth place uh, yeah, decisions. Exactly. Cause, um, yeah, exactly. Because obviously yeah. if you just did a vote of counting the top, just the first place or the, the first vote, but then, like, if you're doing it this way, you actually give consideration to how each person would order it. Actually, your vote counts more, uh, and your ranking counts more, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Which which is good. I'm sure um, the red pandas would have preferred a different situation, but you know. <laughs> now, do you if you do you have the voting uh, actual numbers? Like, did you had they had people just had they just done like a first place? I can uh, look. I, I believe, can feel, How did it look yeah. for you? We can look. We can look for those now. Hold on, I'll look for that real quick. Let me take a minute, right, but you guys can keep talking. I will wait. Yeah, we'll wait for you uh, to bring that up. Uh, the the stats there. But anyway, uh, as we were for him, I would like to hear uh, Red Pandas planning on coming back to the competition next year, trying to get your team in next year. Because I think you have a, a big fan base, good popularity your team, so close to winning. Um, I think you could come and really win the fan-made team contest next year, should there be one. So are you planning on coming back? Oh, oh, for sure. If there is another fan vote contest uh, of that sort, Red Pandas are definitely making a comeback. So here you go. <laughs> Turtle Sliders. Yeah, go ahead. Turtle Sliders actually did get the second most vote. amount of first place votes, so they would have won regardless of what system was used. Mm. So mm. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like, I'm not. I'm not mad. It was valid. The community trusted it, so I trusted too. It was. Yeah, and, it was I, good, and I um as as for my discussion. Remember last episode with the, the Turtle Sliders um, owner creator. He, um, you know, he had a good fan base. There's a lot of people loved him. He had a great logo. You can't. You gotta admit, he had a great logo. Mm-hmm. He just visually appealing, and he had decent content on his uh, posts. And he, he was a generally friendly guy. He didn't cause a lot of uh, problems within the community itself. So he kind of built a, built a lot of inside and outside support over time. Yep. So I mean, I mean, you could see that. But um, but yeah, Red Pandas. I'm excited. I would be excited to see them come back next year. Uh, for this contest because they were they were a pretty good team. Uh, before, so um. That's that's uh, Red Pandas creator. Obviously support him. Um, but that is not what our conversation today is mostly about. We want to talk. Fantasy. About fantasy league. Yes, sir. Yeah, fantasy league. Do you guys sign and up? You guys make your picks? Yep. Yeah, I made my picks. And if you don't know of the fantasy league, uh, there is a Marble Olympics fantasy league. I think it's on fantasizer.com or something like that. So if you like, if you can't find a link to it, I don't know if they put a link out to it. Oh, it's in the Reddit. It's in the Discord. It's in the Reddit. It's successful. But right, right. But should you not be able to get it, you can just go on a website, probably search it up and find it. Um, unless you need to be invited for that, but um, uh, 
they've already gotten about a hundred people to submit their teams. You kind of you kind of go in, you pick your top four teams that you want to see um, win the Marble Olympics, and uh, yeah, they count points for each uh, each uh, week, each episode. If you can uh, win, so I mean, let's talk about our picks. And uh, before we get going, oh. actually. Uh, into the picks. If you guys, mm-hmm. you listeners, want to tell us about your picks, please email us at mswpodcast at gmail.com or send a voice message through Anchor Podcasts. And we want to hear your picks and your thoughts on the picks. So please, we want to hear them and we will put them on, on the next episode. But um, without further ado, let's uh, let's hear what you guys pick. I know you want to go first. I will. I have um, my four teams are Team Galactic, which is my favorite team, so that was kind of a no-brainer for me. Um, and I think that they can perform well. They seem to be absolutely, absolutely. I mean, obviously, a good performance in the qualifiers, as we've seen, hasn't really sh- proved that it can accurately predict what's going to happen during the season. But I have faith in them. I think that they can have a good turnout this year. Um, Oceanics probably my favorite to win it all i mean they're on the rise they're the hosts they have a huge fan base and i just think that they've got a lot going for them only point of concern of course is the water events there are a fair amount of them this year i don't think i should say how many because i don't know if that's supposed to be released to public information but but there are a fair amount of them and um obviously they've struggled with water events in the past so um, we'll have to see if they can clean that up. Kind of ironic, but everyone knows about that by now. Um, Hazers. Hazers, in my eyes, are the one team that did not participate in the um, the friendly round that have a real good shot at winning it all this year. They're just a really, really, really fast team. Like Whenever there's a speed event, they seem to dominate it. And it's it showed itself last year and it showed itself this year in the qualifier they finished first place in two qualifying events and they also got third in um final spinning and did so, they finish first overall in the qualifier yes they did by a pretty good margin too they had 68 total points um which is 12 clear of galactic who was second place um but yeah hazers my only point of concern is that they have shown that in events that are not necessarily based around speed they can struggle and that was shown in the qualifier they only ended up taking away a single point from block pushing uh, by finishing in the bottom three so uh, that's the only point of concern if they can improve their uh quality of performance in events not related to speed i say they got a really good shot at you know maybe winning it all this year and that's and then my last team was the Indigo Stars, and this one is, may seem kind of hard to explain, but um, in my mind, the Indigo Stars are criminally overlooked, especially when you consider all the attention that the Green Ducks are getting. I feel like a lot of people are Absolutely forgetting. Yeah, fact. Indigo Stars did not get 117 centimeters in block pushing, but they had a really good run in the qualifiers, too. I believe they finished in uh, sixth place overall with 50 points. And they didn't have really any bad showings in any of the qualifying events. Green Ducks got um, only a single point from water racing, but Indigo Stars, they finished with a fair amount of points in all of the events, and that shows that they're a well-rounded team, and they have potential as a new team. And I feel like that that lack of hype may kind of motivate them to prove themselves. And um, I... 
I don't know if I can necessarily see them like being one of the top teams this year, but I think that they um, really have the potential to put on a good show. And also, it's yeah, another that... space themed team, which draws me in. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. If for I could you. jump in here for a second about the Indigo Stars and the Green Death situation, and I did um, discuss this in the both the first episode of the podcast and the sneak peek when I was really talking about the qual- the qualifiers. The um, the Indigo Stars, uh, as as uh, Nova said, finished finished sixth in the qualifiers, which is really good com- considering just a rookie team over the uh, the twenty in the qualifiers. And even though the Green Ducks had those <laughs> crazy events where they were getting like, um, I still can't even understand how they got that push, that 117 meter put, centimeter push, yeah. but uh, that record push. Yeah, and they got all that attention for this. Yeah, if you don't mind me intervening and right they, here, they I think it's interesting to note that in that heat where the Green Ducks got 117 centimeters, all the yeah. other teams did really well too. Like they got like yeah, five hundreds, yeah. and I actually did this thing where I tried like analyzing that one heat and seeing if there was anything that would have caused them to like for some reason all of the scores to have been automatically better. But it just seems like that all the teams somehow just flawlessly executed it, which is really rare and something I don't right. know if and I've really the ever Indigo seen. Indigo Stars get, a, get they got like a one hundred six five in that, which is quite good. Yeah, one of those. And even the Limers, <laughs> the Limers got like a 109, which is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, high performance from them, and that's why um, Brownlee Brown's uh, performance in the uh, the block pushing, like their best was a 97 yeah. at their best, which, yeah. was, which is absolutely awful. We'll touch up on that. Them. Yeah, I have something more about that, and we'll touch up on that after we're done with this. Yeah, I just want to. Um, uh, finished what I was saying here, but anyway, what I was when I was talking about here, the Green Ducks obviously have taken a lot of that attention. But if you look at the Indigo Stars' performance in the qualifiers, you see, like like I said in the other uh, episode, a general consistency mm-hmm. of their performance. They had yeah placements, um, not necessarily top placements, but high placements in all the events, and they um, they got a sixth place, getting like a similar amount of points each event. And they were just overlooked, just like actually very similar to how the Midnight Wisps are often overlooked. If you look at the fr- uh, the friendly round between those four teams, the Midnight Wisps got like all second places in their events. Mm-hmm. And um, general theme I'm seeing how like when Marvel teams perform really well and they're like consistent at like high placements, but don't ever get like the first places, those kind of teams are often overlooked, yep. uh, which I think is what's happening uh, at least initially with the Indigo Stars. So I think they should not be overlooked as a pick for the. Um, for the Marble uh, Olympics Fantasy League, so definitely consider them. Mm-hmm. But um, they shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, but they often are. Just a lot of teams with that consistency are overlooked. Yeah. So um, yeah. they should they should at least try to get some really try to get their name out there on the board more. Yeah. I don't think they'll have a problem with that. And I'm gonna move over to my picks now. It's my turn, guys. Go um, you can do yours. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I thought about this a lot less than you guys ended up doing. <laughs> I ended up uh, just going swinging for the heavy hitters. I went O-Rangers and Savage Speeders, first two picks. Oh, wow. uh, with my leftover money, I went Team Galactic, favorite team. Got to pick the homies. Yeah. And then I went with who I think is going to come out of the blue this year, Mellow Yellow. I just I see, I see them doing it. Yellow's been consistently getting better. And they could... They could do something. They could do something this year. So that, that that was really it for me. I didn't really think too much in the stats. Oh my god. I'm glad you did have those picks because it it does bring up a good discussion point 
about the Rangers and the Savage Beater. By the way, Mellow Yellow, that is a good pick. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Qualifying point, but... Uh, because I, they, could, I could see that. I could see them coming It's interesting because over the past series, they went second, third, and then 14th out of nowhere. They just dropped down to 14th. It was kind of right. interesting to see that. Um, and, of course, they almost didn't qualify uh, this for this year's main tournament. Um, they were Part of the reason why they only made it was a successful outcome in the uh, relay race. Yeah, yeah, they did quite well in the relay race, so... I mean, obviously the fan base is glad glad that they qualified as a better oh, yeah. team. Yeah. And uh, that also brings up another discussion point about the Limers and the Momo situation. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure, I think you mentioned this a little bit before, Nova, but um, about the Savage Beaters and Arrangers and those kind of picks um, at this at this point, which is... Um, which was interesting because I know a lot of people have been picking them in the fantasy leagues, but based on their performance in the friendly round, uh, especially the Savage Beaters, which I discussed in the last episode, I mean, I don't really know. They might not be the best pick. Okay, I'll go and I'll go and elaborate a little bit on this. So basically, what I did is I did an experiment where I took the results from the friendly round and then plugged them into or integrated with them with the results from the actual qualifier to see how these teams performed against the teams that had to qualify and this was I, I was not trying to really prove a whole lot with this this was just just to see yeah, how they, things would shake out i know that the teams might not have been too motivated to give it their all but it was still kind of interesting to see if you look at the results here um oceanics they would have finished 10th place in the qualifiers and midnight wist would have finished 15th place and assuming that we don't have four pre-qualified teams because they're in the qualifiers now those two teams qualify but oh rangers and savage speeders two teams very popular among the picks neither of them would have made it it would have been 18th and 21st place respectively that's <laughs> i mean that's terrible i mean to be honest <laughs> Yeah, still, uh, it is, but it's yeah. also the friendly. Yeah, I know. I guess we're gonna talk about it in 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 world, if you will. All of them weren't trying. It was a friendly, but but also right. it's a different environment. Yeah, this again, is, you know. this was only done to find out what would happen, but it's still kind of interesting. Savage Fears would have yeah. only gotten eighteen points. And that that for me is the one saving grace point. The point that uh, Dave made right there. Um, I mean. I, it's very disappointing to me, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt, these teams, just at the moment that, you know, this was a friendly round. Uh, you know, they might have not been going the hardest. I know Greg Woods in the commentary of the friendly round said they were going pretty hard because they're still competitive. Yeah, bragging uh, rights and such. Look at events like the block push that are very high impact. Um, when you're in a friendly round, you sometimes uh, abstain from really... Uh, yeah. Because those kind of events with the high impact could cause an injury, could cause difficulties. Yeah. And so I could see maybe where they're not going to be trying as hard, but it just it's just still, um, it was just an overall poor performance from these teams. I mean, the Savage Speeders, if you take a look at their friendly round performance, they got, they didn't never even got a first place in the event. They got a second and only one. They were they were just low performing even out of these teams, even if, if they, let's just say all these teams were just taking it easy, I mean, the Savage Beaters still performed very poorly. They didn't, yeah. they didn't have any high placements. They, um, they did, they, their, their thing is the relay race. They did terrible in the relay race. I think they got fourth, even third, at least. Uh, they got third I mean, place just, among the... Yeah, third place. And that, to me, I mean, I know it's, I, I like I said in the 
other episode, I know that's the friendly round. I know that these are the top four teams as well. So getting, you know, even third is not terrible because these are the top teams. But it's just it was just disappointing to see, especially the Savage Beaters. The Rangers did get a couple firsts in the event. Um, they had a couple fourths too. So obviously, all other events. But it's just all underwhelming performance from these teams. I don't. That's why I'm a little bit worried about picking teams like the Rangers and the Savage Beaters in this situation. And I did not. Um, mm. I've uh, said my picks yet. Uh, for, oh yeah, uh, go ahead. The uh, the fantasy league. I'll go ahead now. My first pick. My first pick was definitely the Green Ducks. I know this is a controversial decision for um, you and many other people. But I think I think this is this is a great year to pick them. This is this is a situation with them. They did record breaking in the block push. They did great in the funnel spin. They um, I know they did bad in that water event, but I, I was willing to give cut that a break because they qualifiers and um, uh, it was clear from the scoreboard that going into that last event, the water event, they got fourth in and a very low placement in the end. They had already been gotten to the point where no matter what happened, they were qualified. Okay, well, I'm going to go and just bring something up real quick. And I know this because I absolutely know this because I'm a Team Galactic fan. They were in the same boat last year. They qualified after only three qualifying events with one left over to go. And how did that turn out for them? 11th out of the 16 teams that participated that year. They got 11th. So it really does show that you can't necessarily trust that these qualifier results are going to carry over to the um, actual competition. Things will can and will shake out differently. That's a valid point. Um, uh, was it Galactic, when was their rookie year? Uh, 2016, they were one of the originals. Yeah, they were the And it just, um, I, guess, I guess maybe I see a difference between the rookie team doing this kind of thing and then um, a, a, um, a... I know what you're saying. Team. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, I guess, you, I guess I would, I would just make the point that as a rookie team, very nervous energy, a lot of nervous energy, and just in general, especially when they see they qualified after three, they're, they're kind of trying to, you know, especially since they just got in the Marble Olympics, they don't want to push too hard, they don't want to get too cocky, they want to just be like, okay, we're in the Marble Olympics already, let's just, let's just avoid injury at this point, let's get into the actual, and you know, replace our players. I mean, I could see some of these kinds of. Um, thought processes in this, but uh, I mean, I understand your point. It doesn't always shake out the way it looks. Green Ducks already qualified before the end even, but then again, they may do awful. They may do they may do 16th place every event. I, high promise to them for me. I mean, high, rec, high placements and well performance in all the other events, which is just, um, I'm putting a lot of stake in that. Um, over the Indigo Stars, just because I think the Green Ducks, especially with the practice they're going to get between the qualifiers and the actual event, I think it's going to I think it's going to shake. Um, for my other picks, uh, second, I did go Team Galactic. I think it's their year. I think they're doing great. They consistent through the whole um, qualifiers. I mean, top six this year. At least top eight this year, definitely. Like I've said in the other episode as well, they had been performing generally middle of the pack 
promote uh, Marvel and Dick's events. Maybe you can speak to this, Nova, because I know you have more stats than I do. Oh, yeah, I'll go in and um, explain something real quick. Team Galactic, they got 11th okay. place, both 2016 and 2018. In 2017, yeah, yes, they came in 5th place, but you have to... You should know that Starry's gold medal in the team, in the final event, the San Marble Rally, if you get rid of that, then Team Galactic again finishes in 11th place. They jumped up six spots from that last performance, which is still insane. I don't, yeah, I still don't yeah, see how like, on earth that was, would even be possible, but it does show that had that not happened, it would have been another, you know, suboptimal finish for them. So, every is another optimal life. Oh, go ahead, Marvel. Oh, um, it just speaks right to the point I'm making that, um, I mean, by the way, first of all, great performance by Sari. Yeah. Uh, she, she's she's crazy. I don't know. She, yep, yep, she. She. I don't know if she. someone in the community thinks it's a female yep. Marvel. It is not. <laughs> Good point. But <laughs> great performance by her. But uh, if you, if you, um, in Galactic, has been performing a lot of middle of the pack through the past yep. three years, but they've been here for such a long time. They've trained so long, and they did yeah. not they did not show any signs of having any weak points in this qualifier. Yeah, which is why yeah. I'm putting yeah. my decision on this team. I'm they to me they've been in, they've kind of gone unnoticed in my eyes for the past couple of years just on their performance. But now I'm doing my vision, doing yeah. my radar, and uh, I'm podcast is picking them as. Um, a possible fantasy team winner this year, so we're going them as our second pick. Is that uh, the only pick that we're going to have that one three for three among everyone? Yeah. Oh no no no! Uh, oh yeah, three for three because. Uh, um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. There's only three for three. I did have a couple. I should share a couple picks with you. Yeah, go ahead and uh, show us all your. Galactic and Oceanics was my third pick. Absolutely. Yep. Oceanics. I can't even. I can't. To be honest, if you didn't pick Oceanics, I I don't understand what your thought process was. I mean, if you. I mean, I can see why you wouldn't pick Team Galactic based on their past or like other teams that performed at the top, like the Hazers, since they're like very new still. But the Oceanics, been there a long time. The Oceanics in the friendly round performed way better than any other team. I know they were still generally disappointing compared to the other. Fires uh, mm-hmm. performances, but like in, in the friendly round uh, case, they won the friendly round. Yeah. They're hosting this year's Marble Olympics. They got um, a lot of momentum. Oh coming. yeah, for sure. They um, have felt so much pressure from the from the fans and the uh, the spectators talking about the performance in the water events before yeah. that. They're they they've been practicing a ton on these water events. They like to make sure that this is literally the best thing they could ever do. I mean, like, just the home field advantage, the, the practice they've been putting in, the pressure they've been feeling, I mean, I'm here. I mean, they performed, they showed great performance in the um, in the friendly round. Do you know what place they got in, oh, no, actually, unfortunately, they didn't do that well in the friendly round water event. Well, they did, have a, use a reserve. they did have a reserve member, and Bay actually did pretty all right. He kind of lost out on the last turn, and that kind of killed it. But right, he was right. in the lead for portions of that race, and it was kind of impressive to see. It does show that Oceanics, they can. Um, it seems like that they do have the potential to do well. They just haven't shown it yet. That's true. I mean, I was just yeah. I was still trying to figure out, and I still am a little confused on their uh, decision to use a reserve in the front of the round. I think... Um, 
Uh, well, I mean, it was it was almost kind of like a like a boast, like, hey, we already got this in the bag. Okay, they did already have it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, uh, the marble bag, if you will. Uh, so let's throw in our bag up and let them get some experience, you know? And that's exactly um, what I had said before, yes, because like yeah. you know, they don't want to they want to kind of conserve their energies and things like this, but um. Yes, sir. They're feeling real confident with their starters in the water events, which is supposed to be really amazing if they're feeling that confident. And so, run out your picks for us. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I got. I didn't say my last pick. Uh, this pick is going to come as a surprise, but my fourth pick was the Crazy Cat Eye. Yep. Um, oh, okay. Run that back, that run. But anyway, um, I picked them. Because I, it's just, it was a more of a field pick. What did, what did they do? Like third, second in the qualifiers? Third. Third, I think it was one of the two. But they just they just seem to be very, very at the forefront this year. The funnel spin, you take the first one on the qualifiers. They were the first heat, first event. I think they, didn't they? They got first in that. Yeah, they did. And they, they got quite a long spin. I think they were 20... At least ten seconds more than any other marble. Yeah. They kind of showed better at the end there. If you watch that event, they were just round and round. They only lost to the Oceanics, the best funnel spin in the whole situation. And again, you have to consider that the funnel spin is made considerably easier for them by there only being four marbles in the funnels instead of ten. So that could oh, also open. Yeah. So like with the ten marbles and Crazy Cats, they still performed that well. One forty-four. Yeah. I mean, it was just. It stuck out to me. Yeah, very impressive. And, like, they, they conserved their camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that uh, CCE is also another underrated team. Um, I think they're the most underrated team out there, to be honest. Yeah, you, you could say that. I think they finished, like, 10th maybe last year, which isn't bad for a rookie team. Yeah, they, they like Team Galactic. They had been middle of the pack for the past yeah. uh, two, three years. I know, yeah, and, like, I mean, they had a good performance in the qualifiers. I think that they could also have a successful run. Um, so, yeah, I do think that that is a pretty good pick. Uh, I'm going to use, actually, a common theme during this uh, discussion about the qualifiers, which is, like, the 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 significance of a first-place finish, you know, how we talked about with Team Galactic and how the Oceanics, you know, can bl- blow it out of the water, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. with, with, the, with the points, uh, and how the point system in both the Marble Olympics and the San Marble Rally uh, can, can be a little unbalanced at times. And so I think now we should probably switch over to talking about the uh, San Marble Rally qualifications. Well, okay, I'll just go ahead and touch up on this real quick. The way the uh, point system shakes out in the Marble Olympics it's meant to, like, give bonuses to teams that finish on the podium. Like, you see 16th through 4th place, those are all increments of one point, but when you get up to um, the medal um, positions, uh, they increment by more, and that just shows that getting a medal is a huge help and a huge bonus um, to your results from an event. And that's a good point. Um, Do I agree with this? I mean, yes, I know. I absolutely do. I think it makes complete sense to have it like this. I mean, the medals are... I mean, obviously, they're medals, so they have some significance on their own, and it also... um, It just shows that having a good performance, it helps you out. It gives you the the lead um, quite a bit more 
Um, I mean, if I had to play devil's advocate on this situation, then like, you know, you get like you get a team that comes out, gets like three first place places, you know, with those high pointage you get for the first places, and then kind of forms middle, maybe has a couple of uh, top fives, but they kind of forms middle for the rest. Can higher than a team that kind of, on the podium. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of a team that um, didn't perform that well, kind of performed consistently medium high the whole time. I guess that would be my, the only way you could really go against this, um, which is a valid point, but I do probably have more agreement for this, because, like, you know, you these are the top 16 teams, as I said before, um, in the world. This, these are the, this is the top 16, the elite 16. Mm-hmm. Sweet can, 16. If you can place top three in this situation, you deserve um, more points. Yeah. You do, because right. it's, just, it's just so impressive to be able to do something like this. So, agreement for the situation, but you yeah, you, you convinced me. All right, cool. Convinced, <laughs> <laughs> convinced Dave. So, right. so uh, with the with the Sam Marble Rally this year, one thing I noticed was just the quality in general of the video and of the course was much better than yeah. last year. Like, it was a significant the improvement. I mean, update. oh, um, let me take a moment here. Uh, little bit of advertising I, I, I promised to do this. Um, one of the reasons they had such great quality was because of the money they have been receiving from the Patreon page mm-hmm. uh, Jill's Marble Runs. Uh, got this out here. If you go to their page, you can, you can get your marble, your own marble in the uh, VIP section of the spectating by purchasing uh, a seat. And uh, by that, you will be able to give them a little bit of money to help them provide even more exciting and high-quality content for you. Yeah. So definitely go check their Patreon page out if you have a few extra bucks that you're um, uh, not using. Well, you know what? You can get your marble to be seen right in the VIP section, and you know Greg Woods will shout that out. And he's going to be sitting in that section. His marble is going to be there, too. So if you want to sit with Greg Woods, you go over to the Patreon page, and you can get that. And then all you're doing is you're going to be helping your favorite channel Get, make even higher quality. Yeah, videos. I would so say I that. Recommend this. I would say that sitting next to Greg Woods would be a pretty high honor. Well, um, I would say so as well. Also, I need to go and point out I did get like a VIP seat, but I'm actually going to be staying in the Team Galactic fan section. So I heard about that. to accommodate for that, there's going to be a little. There's going to be. I get like a little special thing that you will see in the videos, and it's actually really cool. I'm oh, super excited for how it. This shaped out oh, wow. i'll keep it a secret you, you'll it'll be very obvious what it is when the actual video comes out and it'll stick out so and i will i'm I really will excited about it for listeners that um might be confused on this but um that that is that is great that is great and hey loyal of you yeah i take away your vipc and go sit with your team that is great yeah i mean i i mean i team galactic number one <laughs> fan that's something that i've kind of wrote on for the past couple years um and i mean i guess i can't necessarily confirm that i'm the top supporter for my team there's but i do feel like i've done a lot for the um team and the tg community and um it's just really cool to kind of see it pay off like this i can't confirm but i can definitely uh Speak to your, um... As a fellow Team Galactic fan, I hereby uh, endorse Nova as number one fan. Right, awesome. Oh, wow. I would say so as well. I mean, you, you, um, in the Discord and stuff, you seem to be, this seems to be your favorite team. And rightfully Seems so. to be my favorite team. 
And you <laughs> finally, it finally might pay off this year because yeah. I think they're going big. Yeah, and, I'm um, very excited. Yeah, very excited as well. Um, before we move on to the San Marvel rally, you, by the way, how long have we been going? Um, uh, 38 minutes. It's actually quite good. Before we move on to the San Marble Rally, and Nova, I know that you were unsure whether you wanted to discuss this. You can choose to stay. Oh, well, yes, to stay. Fine. Um, uh -oh. Dave said you have to stay, so you make your decision. But before we move on there, I do want to stray a little bit over from these top teams to our B-League Oh, that alimers, a little bit of the Momo. Dude, the Beely get lots of, I mean, just the, the qualifiers this year. I mean, they they always, this is definitely the most surprising results we've seen so far. Like last year was pretty straightforward. Lots of no-name teams and teams that really never competed before didn't qualify. But this year we had tons of teams, like, you know, the OG teams from 2016, teams with large fan bases. I mean, it was just really surprising to see them go out, and especially when you have a case like the Limers, they were in second place overall in the qualifiers after this halfway through them. And no, that really, they had a, they had the second best block push. They were, they were the only one to even you know try to challenge the Green Ducks. They had a 109. Jungle seven. Jumpers also had a 109, if I remember correctly. But yeah, very good. They did qualify, push. right? Yes, they got fifth. Jungle Jumpers qualified. They got fifth. By the way, also another overlooked team, but uh, yeah. a decent team at that. Yeah. Though they have to do a little bit more before I start to yeah. sing their praises. And they did not celebrate again. Are the, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Ruby Rollers are participating in the B-League? Ruby Rollers. Yes, they are. Ruby Rollers. Rojo. Rojo, yes. Rojo? Yeah, Rojo. Nah, because I'm, I'm still confused on which of the, uh, uh, Hubelino. Hubelino. Hubelino uh, teams are. That'd be Bumblebees and Minty Maniacs. Those are the only yeah. two that are confused. Got you. And they're Minty Man Maniacs, I mean, they're not great at all, yeah. as far as I can remember. And then the Bumblebees, uh, well, they're kind of new, so. Yeah. Well, they're not new, but they're, like, new to Marble Olympics world, so I'd like yeah. to see how they um, perform. Yeah, but I'm kind of surprised the, the Ruby Rollers didn't come over, considering I think the, they're the, the defending champions was on. No, the no, Bumblebees won last point. year. The Bumblebees got first, and the Mini Maniacs got second. That's why they're the two Hibolino teams that are participating uh, oh. this year. Okay, I got I gotta brush up on my. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I need. It. Okay, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the Hubelino either. I just watched them and I actually thought it was kind of cool. I don't want to knock the Hubelino here. It like they the creativity of the the series is is great, but they're just not like as far as following it and information wise, um, not as much as the Marvel Olympics. I just can't I just can't do it. Oh yeah, no question um, about that. There's only so much you can do, and the Marvel Olympics definitely. Pulls a lot more for me than the uh, mm -hmm. the Hubelino. but one of the I do I do want to make one definite point when I talk about the B League here, and that is um, a positive point at least about the B League. And one of the reasons I think the B League, um, I don't know if it was planned for, because of this or it just happened to um, coincidentally happen. One of the reasons it's just an amazing thing that's happening this year is because, like you said, there's big name teams long veteran teams like the Limers and Momo that didn't qualify but will still be able to be seen yeah. bases in those teams like the Limers fans Momo fans a lot of fans and uh, a lot of support but um they're already totally upset oh yeah the Marvel for sure and Limers fans that was suck dude yeah. we saw Limers fans just go crazy angry yeah. at the situation and, and they need to calm down 
but I can understand a little bit. Where they're Although it's kind of interesting. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting to point out that that fan incident that happened before any of their negative results. Like they no, got this. I know. I said this before. I don't understand that. Like I don't. I've been trying to understand their thought process. It just won't. Well, it won't. It doesn't make sense in my head. Like why would you? Okay, I'll explain the thought process to you. Limers here, Raspberry Racers. Limer's not happy. That's basically how it works. And I don't necessarily know why they felt that that was necessary, but, I mean, does it surprise me that those are the two teams that would be involved in something like that? Not at all. They're definitely one of the biggest rivalries in the competition. And um, uh, it, was, it was just, it, it just seems it just seems so uncalled for. When yeah, you're doing good, you just try to keep your momentum going. Yeah, they kind of killed the momentum. That's kind of where they, they stopped doing well. Did. Then the Limers all of a sudden are not winning anymore. They're causing their fighting with the other fan bases. And then the Limers fans might have actually... Because remember, the Limers only won place out of the... Yeah, they were first ones out. Like, they they could have qualified, maybe if the fans didn't create such a negative energy. Yeah. But um, it does allow for these uh, teams to be noticed, seen, and to ensure themselves to be uh, contenders in the 2020 um, situation. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, it's it's just good that at least the fan bases will have their teams to cheer for. Yep. If they if you again fail in the B League, well then you kind of deserve to take that year off. I mean, come on. Yeah, no doubt. Point big fan base, and you can't get even through the B League. This B League is not even nearly as competitive. Yeah. Well, it's it's as competitive, but not as nearly as skilled as the A League. Yeah. So it's just I mean, then they deserve what they got. But I, I'm glad the B League's there to give teams like that a second chance to really come through. Uh huh. Right. So um yeah those are our those are our picks. If anyone has any other thoughts about their teams or any other teams, uh, please uh, speak now. Yep. All right. So we're gonna transition into SMR now. Ah uh, yes, my domain. Okay. I will tr- we'll go transition over then right. about to SMR. Um, so I think we should first just the elephant in the room with SMR. Uh, cool Moody. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love I love it. I love the new player. I love the new player. I favorite. think I'm gonna I'm gonna pose you there. I'm a little bit of a cool moody hater at this point. Yeah, I feel like um, that. Ooh, I feel like explain this. Explain this. I feel like you either love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you explain yourself to me, uh, <laughs> Big Dave. Uh, all right. Someone's well, back. first of all, I don't. Uh, it's it's a little. It reminds me of a certain um marble that may or may not be a marble. If you catch my drift, uh, and how. They burst onto the scene, and it's—I don't want to say it's manufactured, but I'm, uh, it feels feels a little a little cheesy. Um, mm, I see. Hmm. By the way, Red Number Three is talking about. Should you not know of this? Should you um, not know that Red Number Three? There's a documentary on them on YouTube. Watch that. <laughs> okay. but, yeah. A little bit of shout out there. Anyway, continue, uh, Mr. Day. Uh, and and um, I recall correctly. He actually finished fourth in his heat. I cannot tell you. He was, I'm he was, close, right now. He was, close, he was close to losing. I know he definitely fourth. qualified. Um, yeah, Cool Moody qualified fifth. He qualified fifth. Uh, actually, almost a full second back from fourth place, so not a very good showing, and he barely qualified. Um, was that the marble so that qualified I, by four hundredths of a second? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes, he is. Yeah, I remember that. 
yeah, um, kind of like underperformed, but then got in. But then he did underperform, and he got in, and then all the fans were like, "Oh, cool movie, cool movie." <laughs> yeah, it's true. And mm, I don't, I don't know about it. I don't know about that, guys. Yeah. Not, not rubbing me the right way. I'm a little on the fence too. This is, I mean, I'm not as, I'm not really. It's just the sound of cool movie, just the things it makes me think of, and that those are things that, that I really don't like. I don't know, just... It's kind of hard to A little cringe. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I'd say so. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of things that just make me cringe a little bit inside. Yeah. And yeah. But some people love their dumb fun. That's all right. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> here's, here's an interesting fact from the from the San Marble rallies this year. In the practice race with all the pre-qualified uh, teams, in, in that race, we had both the fastest time uh, by Summer Sky and the slowest time by Black Knight by a difference of about eight seconds. Yep. Oh. So that was pretty – and Black Knight has been one of my favorites uh, for a while now. So I'm glad he pre-qualified because with that time, I don't think he would have fared too well in the uh, – We definitely would not have qualified. No question about uh, yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If I'm the gonna, practice race was a qualifier – Red number three, Black Knight, and Quicksilver would not have qualified. Yeah, which is kind of interesting since they're like three of like the, probably the best racers and the. Oh yeah. Red number three now still not a marble and competing, but or what's going on with this? Uh, it's been confirmed that he's not been made into a marble. He's like keychain, but uh, Jelly's you know he's letting him compete. That's cool and all. Uh, I'm not kind of ma- I'm not mad. I mean, I, but I can't really do anything about it. I think, I think it's just a nice. Um, it's a nice thing to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Considering. Do I think... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Do I think it needs to be controlled? Of course. You need to make sure that you're not going to be bringing many different situations of marbles not being marbles competing. But you know what? You know, one, two. It's it's not a big deal. I would mm-hmm. um would be fine with this as long as it doesn't get out of hand with marbles not being marbles competing. Which is I I don't know if it's confirmed. Well, yet. By the way, he have good Marvel skill. He yeah, does, yeah. He well, felt, perform well. He wasn't like five place every time at all. Well, well, I feel like it's gotten to the point where Gel's not going to invite non-glass competitors into it anymore because he doesn't want another crap storm like this blowing up again. Um, well, I don't. I, uh, I, I think I think Cool Moody might be the Marvel Oh yeah, that is a, this is an aspect. Anyway, uh, continue. So, um, so like you said, uh, so with Red Number Three's performance in in this in the friendly, he did not do so hot. He finished like fifth, which is out of character for for Red Number Three. Yeah. If I'm honest, he was dominant, dominant. Yeah, I think something uh, last happened like towards like the beginning of the last half of the race. I kind of threw him off, and he wasn't really able to recover from it. That, I think that's sure what that happened. I'm sure some of the spectators of the the San Mobile Rally. We're yeah. not um, happy to be competing. Oh, yep. Coming out of the gate, he they went to the sand slums and he got stuck on the wall and okay. he was pushed to last and he, he almost, was able to. Yeah, he almost yeah. didn't even get back on the track. Bit of a but yeah, and him and, yeah. and Super Bowl, the only non Marble marbles competing. Oh, Super Bowl, not a marble. Non Super Bowl is a Lego. Yeah. Super Bowl is a if Lego. You, Super Bowl is a Lego. Yep. If you guys didn't know that, Super Bowl is in fact a Lego. I know I know nothing. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay. No, I know I knew all this before. I was just testing them. Oh yeah. No. Got a standard game. All right. No, but um. Know this then. Super Bowl is a Lego. 
Yeah, he is. Spread the word, guys. Super Bowl is a Lego. But I thought at the, the very least, if he wasn't a marble, he would have been an actual Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Play. I would not. I would definitely not be opposed to seeing one Super Bowl in the Stan Marble Rally because I think it'd be really cool to see like a you know like a bouncy ball type of uh, a bouncy shape. ball. That'd actually be kind of interesting. I don't know yeah. if you could really consider that a marble at all, though. I don't even know if that would exactly. fit the and here, base definition Here's my opinion on the situation here. Um, when it comes to the Marble Olympics, when it comes to Hubelino, it, it better be only marbles. I better never see a team of Legos, of keychains, anywhere in the Marble Olympics ever. <laughs> yes, I'm, yep, going, I'm a purist, I'm have, I gotta say. On yeah. this podcast, and especially, yeah, I will ask everyone just to, to strike this, because that would be very, very against how we've been seeing this for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes down to, like, when you have things that are, like, things that are other than racing, it seems like that non-glass teams wouldn't have fared too well anyways. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, high jump, you're not going to get, like, a plastic yeah. or Lego type. Uh, Block pushing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Collision. Um, oh, they would just go flying. Like. I mean, like, I mean, you want to talk about Momo and their little injury. I mean, like, by the way, I also didn't know Momo, Momo had recovered, so... Um, if you go back to episode two and hear me yep. complain, he did, and then he got in. He did, and then something happened to him in 2018, and um, yep. Yeah, but that, that's also a mistake on my part. But uh, it's still a good uh, discussion on that Reddit post. But yeah. um, just, just yeah, they wouldn't perform well anyway. But just uh, in the Stan Marble Rally, I'm, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine with um, a couple here and there, other um, Jacks competing. If <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I mean, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, it's interesting to see. Bring, I mean, obviously they exist out there. Bring them in. Let them, let them race. But when you when you talk about the really um, times high performing, high impact competitive events of the Marble Olympics, I would say actually not. And that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, definitely not in the Marble Olympics. Again, we already listed they wouldn't do too well anyways, even if they oh, did yeah. compete. I'm gonna I'm gonna test your guys's. Um, Sam Marble rally, uh, rally prowess here a little bit. You guys familiar with uh, Justice for Blizzard Blaster? Say that again. Justice for Blizzard Blaster, the hashtag. Nope. The movement. Well, who's this? Blaster's uh, Sam Marble rally. No. I don't follow the SMR. Really. Okay. Well, then allow me to explain, fellas. So Justice for Blizzard Blaster was a movement that took place, I think, right uh, either the last, the second last race of the Sam Marble rally last year. And it occurred because uh, Blizzard Blaster had gotten lucky in the in the drawing for uh, the lineups and where he was starting. And he was starting pretty high, right? And the the Ghost Marble came down, and all the marbles got released. And then the Ghost Marble DNF'd Blizzard Blaster. Ooh. And that was not very cool. Uh, and people were kind of uh, upset about that because yeah. Blizzard Blaster was still in like contention to win the B League. Yeah. Uh, but. That didn't end up happening. Just a quick allusion uh, to the Marble Olympics here real quick. We'll, we'll go back to SMR, of course, but yeah. it's actually, I don't know, I don't think many people know this, but in the, when 2017, they did the San Marble Rally for the last event for the Marble Olympics, and they actually had to redo the race that Starry was in, and the reason for that was because she got blocked by the ball bearing. The ball bearing that started the race came onto the course and just blocked her completely, and it's actually kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't they restart this stuff? Yeah, they restarted. It's, 
it, and it wasn't in like the main it didn't get released until after that video originally came out but it's still kind of funny in my opinion but then then again when you talk about the the ghost marble from the sand marble rally yeah. and here's here's where i'm kind of torn over that situation yeah. um i mean like there's a question uh, does that really even need to exist and... like do we need the ghost marble at all that that is another <laughs> argument um but let's say that the existence either is a good thing or is it going to happen anyway, whether we complain or not. Um, <laughs> the the ghost marble does serve a purpose. It's to um, hit marbles down and make sure there's less DNFs. And I know then you would say, okay, well then this DNF is a total because you cause the DNF as opposed to stop one. But here's the deal. For so long and been such a good idea um, and just has become part of the race over time for uh, many times part of the situation. So as with the San Marble Rally, um, and you can talk to many of them, they would they would say this, they prepare marble on mine. So when you if you let the ghost marble affect you into a DNF racer, you could say, as opposed to um, the fault is the ghost marble. Because the ghost marble serves a very important purpose, not just, you know, situationally, but just as like a to keep the race like and um, fair overall to have every marble have the chance to get bumps should they um, reach the DNF uh, possibility. So, I mean, at, it's a, there's, a, there's a good argument, at least, because I haven't made a little decision on this, but there's a good argument, at least, for saying that the ghost marble is just to be, um, that shouldn't be a big issue. Yeah. Part of the, it's part of the situation of the race now. It wasn't like the first time they used ghost marble at all. And it, you should, especially since it's been like a couple of years now since doing that, racers should be preparing for the situation. Yep. Yeah. Up for discussion. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Write in about that too, guys. <laughs> Email. <laughs> yep. We always appreciate the writings, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think uh, we're gonna have to begin to wrap it up here because we've been going on. What are we at? Mm-hmm. Like an hour? Fifty-six minutes. So we've been we've been no for a while. Yeah, I mean it was a lot I, of fun. I'm glad you guys came on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun it being here. Fun. You know, I'm open to having both of you on again, especially um, mm-hmm. you, Big Dave, in the context of Sam Marble Rally and uh, and Nova, you um, when we uh, get into these Marble Olympics events. Yep. The start of Team Galactic's story. Yeah. So, I mean. I think it could go either way. I think Red Panda's picks could win. I mean, like the Rangers and Savage Peters never knock them. They can come start getting first places yeah. like they used to again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, me and Nova's picks, Oceanic, Team Galactic, Crazy Cat Side, Indigo Stars. Teams. Yeah. Going more for, like, for. more underrated, consistent teams. Right, consistency big. Yeah. Big, big um, um, anyway... If you guys want to contact us, if you guys want to get on the podcast, please email mswpodcast at gmail.com uh, or send us a voice message through Anchor Podcasts podcast page. Um, also, you can follow the Twitter, be the host, at Guy Marble. That's G-U-Y-Y Marble. And, and uh, you can always contact me if you want to get on here and give your thoughts just like these two did today coming on and um 
Marvel Olympics 2019. Yep. Very soon. That height? Less than... Uh, 12, I, I, 12 days. 12 days. 12 days. 12 days. Not even two weeks, guys. Yep. And uh, this podcast, you're going to be listening to this. Time you're listening to this, we're going to be talking like 10 to even 7 days away. Yeah. Before, Crazy. because there's so much talk, there are other topics uh, in Marvel Sports that I haven't even discussed even on this podcast. We're, we're going to get one more episode out for you guys before the Marvel Olympics begin, so expect one um, or two days before the Marvel Olympics begins. Yeah. We're going to have guests on there. We have planned guests for there to discuss more Marvel topics. We, um, sports, we're going to probably stray a little bit into um, other important Marvel sports events uh, in that episode, so please stay tuned for that. If you, uh, Unless you guys have any other words of wisdom to give out, I think we'll wrap it up here. Um, I don't really think so, other than um, good luck to all the teams this year. It's going to be an exciting year, very excited, and of course, go Team Galactic. Uh, and I, if I can, real quick, uh, just everyone listen, remember there's, I, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but remember there's alternative Marvel content. Like, the Marvel Olympics isn't the end-all be-all, there's a lot of other really good smart creators. Yep. Um. And I, when I had to film my snow rally for the Red Pandas promotion, um, I give me a lot of respect, and so it would mean a lot to me and a lot to them if you want to go check out some of their stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, absolutely. absolutely, there are many Marvel channels. I listed them in the previous episode. Um, just quickly, TN. Um, oh yes. Uh, the Lucky Titan's going to do one. Ty mm-hmm. I did commentary for his. Just a lot out there. Yeah. Explore. Yep. I think Gel's Marvel Lens is in the top three definitely content. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. No question. He. But it's crazy. Definitely be aware. Yeah, it's a big Marvel world out there, everyone. I'm going to warn you guys now, MSPN will become a big discussion point on here at certain points, especially when they get going. Um, Marvel Fubeca, which is partnered with MSPN, might get English commentary. They might be on here because they're a big channel. Yeah. Um, but besides that, we like to prioritize Marble Olympics. We know it's a very popular show. For sure. But with that being said, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Uh, we'll go to our outro song, which today will be Razor Record. Um, no, Another World by the Artist, Razor Record. So that, and we'll uh, see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. I guess. I guess. We'll Alrighty, good job, guys. Yeah, good job. All right, we're done. To make the uh, the trimming easy. We're done.